0: We'll spend some time in class here. Uh, Let's see, where are we on our alphabet? You remember? We had P, so we're at Q. Take a guess, you know. I really had an interest, I looked at my files, I really had an interest, but decided against it with quantum. Just because I've collected some a lot of stuff over the years on on quantum physics and science and I'm no scientist by any means but how, as Christian people write about that and relate it to what we understand from a creationist point of view what that means interesting stuff but I'm not qualified to speak on it or, even in here but it was it's interesting stuff so where does that leave us with q well i i uh, you know, by, by perusing through the, the Christian dictionaries and uh, concordances, here are our choices. There's quail, you know, in the Bible, and uh, quakes, earthquakes, and so forth. There's even some quarrels in the Bible, and uh, the quarters that, that they of uh, the Roman quarters and the quarries down at you know by the uh, Jordan River that they built the temple from. Lots of questions, lots of admonitions for quietness. There's even some quicksand in the Bible, and uh, we're told to quit and quiver, (laughs) quit like men. Have you guessed yet where we're going? But the the most common word that begins with Q makes a good uh, topic for us to look at, and that's the word quick, quick. Now, it, it's used in a few different ways, and so we're not going to talk about doing things quickly, being fast. <laughs> but we're going to talk about quick in the sense of giving life to something. And I I have to tell you that, uh, you know, most of us here, I, I u- teach usually from the older King James Version, and this is an older English word, and so in newer versions, even the New King James, will not use the word quick. So if you, if you take your Strong's Concordance and, and look up the word, you won't find it. You, you uh, usually uh, find, as a matter of fact, we're going to see the word revive or something in the sense of vive. The, the, the English v-i-v, v-i-v-e, means the same thing. So something that is lively, uh, something that is vivacious is something that is alive. Uh, So the old word is quick, and I'm going to use that word. So if you're using a New King James or something else newer, you'll just have to translate yourself (laughs) when you look at these words, but you'll see it, and it becomes an important word in the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament, because it means to bring, light, bring to life again. It, it means, as we'll see in the New Testament, on the one hand, just things that have life or not have life. It means you were brought to life spiritually by the regeneration of the Holy Spirit, and one day your body will be brought back to life Uh, will be quickened again. So these are the ways the word is used, and it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, look at it. So we're going to start in the book of Psalms. So turn to Psalms. And um, in the Old Testament, you, you realize that our English word is translated from a biblical word, the The Hebrew word, a little short word, pronounced "kaya." That kind of sounds. You could make a song out of it, you know, "kaya." And it's it, this word only appears fewer than twenty times. Fifteen of those is in the are in the Book of Psalms. So, fifteen times, and I want you to look at all of them. As a matter of fact, um. Eleven of those are all in Psalm 119, but start in 55, Psalm 55. And let's look at this word quick, quickened. Psalm 55 and verse 15. In an imprecatory psalm, that is where David is, is wishing God's judgment upon his enemies, in verses 12, 13, you see that quite a bit. Then in verse 15, let death seize upon them. Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. Quick into hell. Let them go fast. <laughs> no, not fast, but alive into hell. So here are the, our word quick, like, like revive, and I think the uh, the New King James probably has the word "alive," right? So let them go down alive. In- interesting, isn't it? Uh, did that ever happen in history? Yeah, you remember the rebellion of Korah, and God let the earth open. You know, Moses said, "Who is on the Lord's side?" You know. <laughs> come over here and everybody else stand back because God's going to open the earth and they go down alive into the the pit. So David's saying, "Let let that happen to my enemies too. So you see the word used there. Go to 71. Keep going to your right. And verse 20. Now, rather than at death, we're talking about resurrection. Thou which has shown me great and sore troubles shall quicken me again and shall bring me up again from the d- depths of the earth. So here you find it uh, used in the Psalms of resurrection. So one day when you die and your body's in the grave, uh, you remember Job said, though worms destroy my flesh or my body yet in my flesh, I will see God." And so resurrection has been a theme in the Bible from the very beginning. And here's David saying, "'I know you will quicken me and bring me up from the depths of the earth," which will become a, a, a real common New Testament expression, as we'll see in a minute. Then 80, Psalm 80 and 18. Here, I think he's referring to more what we call spiritual uh, life. So will not we go back from thee? Quicken us, and we will call upon thy name. Turn us again, O Lord God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. So verse 18, quicken us, we will call upon thy name. We are the ones who call on the Lord. The, the, The saved are those who call upon the Lord. So he has quickened us so that we can call upon him. So here are three uses in the Psalms before we get to 119. So now go to to Psalm 119. And um, we will look at these others as it's used quite often in in this long Psalm. And by the way, though we're going to start, in 25, if you go to if you go to verse 145 of Psalm 119, any of you memorize this Psalm? No, okay. But you know it's divided into eights, right? Eight verses apiece, because and and you have the letter for the Hebrew alphabet over each section of eights. And so you can learn the Hebrew alphabet that way, but you might have the letter spelled over verse 145, and it begins with Q. So we could have used that for our subject. We just talked about the Hebrew letter. But kof is actually, when we would write it in English, would probably be more like a K or a CH, but it's kof. We pre- they, they spell it with a Q. Well, let's go back to twenty-five. Psalm 119, verse 25, and just follow, I'll go in order and we'll go, we'll look at these verses that have the word quick, or I think in every case, the New King James has the word revive, to revive. My soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. Give me life, give me spiritual life. 37, turn away. Mine eyes from beholding vanity, and quicken thou me in thy way. Same kind of sense. Almost all of these are this kind of thing. Verse 40, right under that. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts. Quicken me in thy righteousness. Don't you think that some of these, David may be saying, uh, give me spiritual life as in salvation, but then he's also saying I I need spiritual insight. I I need revival, <laughs> you know, and by the way, there's our word vive, revive. Uh, we use it in revival. Give, you know, give me life again, not in the sense of I need to be born again again, <laughs> but I'm backslidden. I, I, I'm I'm uh, tired, I I need to be revived, okay? Verse 50, down a little further, this is my comfort in my affliction, for thy word hath quickened me. And we're going to see in the New Testament, Hebrews 4.12, in the old version, the word of God is quick and powerful, living and powerful. So quicken me by thy word. 88, verse 88. Quicken me after thy loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of thy mouth. Quicken me after thy loving kindness. You can see kind of a revival sense there also. 93, a little below that. I will never forget thy precepts, for uh, with them thou hast quickened me. 107. I am afflicted very much quicken me o lord according unto thy word 149 hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness o lord quicken me according to thy judgment each way david is saying i need reviving okay 154 plead my cause and deliver me quicken me according to thy word 156 it was 154 so 156 great are thy tender mercies o lord quicken me according to thy judgments and 59 159 consider how i love thy precepts quicken me o lord according to thy loving kindness and it interesting how many times revive me, quicken me, according to this, and according to this, and according to this, and according to this. I'm going to speak this morning uh, from Philippians on the God of peace, and I I hope I can make the point that God is a God of peace, and the only way we're going to know that kind of peace is to know him and to walk with him. And so his word, his loving kindness, his judgments, all of those things are what brings us peace. And, and here David is saying, all of those things are what brings me life, brings me spiritual uh, life that I can understand and walk with you. Okay? So all of, the, all of those uh, 15 times in the Psalms. There are a couple others, two more in the Old Testament, actually three more that I, that I want you to see. Three or four more maybe we'll go to. Back to Leviticus. And you know there is this, all, all of these chapters that talk about leprosy and what happens when a person would get leprosy and how they had to go through the whole process of cleansing and going to the priest and and, and these kinds of things. Look at 13, Leviticus 13 and verse 10. The priest shall see him, and behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and it hath turned the hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising. What does that mean? If there's still life in the skin, if you if you look and the skin is dead, the skin is uh, maybe it's beyond hope, they're saying. But if there's still some living tissue there, then here's what you do with it. So if there be quick, raw flesh... I think that's kind of interesting. Now, you're close to Numbers. Go, go to your right to the book of Numbers 16. Number 16. And uh, here's another use of it. Uh, we've seen similar to this once in the Psalms. Uh, numbers 16, verse 30. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up. Now we're reading about the rebellion. With all that appertain unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. <laughs> and so it's about to happen. And here it is when they will go alive into the pit. And remember David saying in Psalm 55 let, my, let that happen to my enemies. Down quick into the pit. And then um, to, I, um, to Isaiah eleven three, last one in the Old Testament. Isaiah, as you go farther to your right past Psalms. And Isaiah 11, in verse 1, speaks of the branch. You notice with the capital B, right? Uh, Isaiah 11, one. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That refers, of course, to Christ, and this is a a classic prophecy in the the book of Isaiah about Christ himself, who is called the branch. It's kind of interesting to read about you know how commentators treat that word branch, but one interesting thing about it is when you say the word in Hebrew, you say Nazar, and we get the idea of Nazarene, Nazarene. And the branch may, it could refer to uh, the fact that he will be a, uh, not a Nazarene in the sense of a vow, but from Nazareth. But whether that's what the Isaiah uses, he would have to have that divine knowledge of looking ahead and using that word. But anyway, it is speaking of Messiah, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And here's our verse, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. This is speaking of our Lord. He he will be of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge. And so here the, the word quick is used of proper, uh, correct understanding and judgment. Maybe this would be a good verse for our Supreme Court to use as a... <sighs> as a verse wouldn't it please lord give them quick understanding in the fear of the lord because boy we know it by the way we were talking before the service do do you know that probably in the next eight years you could have as many as four supreme court justices appointed have you heard anyone ask any of the candidates that question (laughs) who you would appoint and imagine all of the things that The court is doing in our land to even to religious liberty, we could have a whole new half of a court in the next eight years. That's an important thing. So, get so, but the Lord Him, our Lord, our judge, has quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. I think a good prayer for each of us, too, would be that. All right, let's uh, let's consider the New Testament now, and uh, uh, I've kind of got some verses all over, uh, you can turn to them uh, uh, if you want, and I'll will ju- just read some of them. But I'm going to start out in First Timothy six thirteen. So if, if you want to be there, is a good example. Now the the uh, the new th- there's a New Testament word that is a Greek word that we get the word life from. We get there's a few of these, but uh, a very common one is Zoe. The other is bio. Now, bio, we get biology, right? And when we speak of bios, then we're talking about anything that breathes or has life, even even plant-type life, might be said to have bios. So we study biology to study living things. But the Bible uh, uses even more the word zoe, and we get our word zoo from it, uh, so you know, when you go to a zoo, you go there to see living things, you know, of all kinds, all kinds of creatures. So that word zoe, uh, pronounced in that language, but we'd say zoo, and then the word poieo, which means to make. So God has made things. There's a word that means made from nothing. There's a word that means to make from existing materials and so forth. But when you combine then, you combine the word zoe, zoo type of life, with the word to make, you get the word that is translated to quicken, to make life, to give life, you might say. And usually this is referring, of course, to God giving life. He is the one that gives life. So the word in the New Testament means to make alive. And again, the New King James, if you're reading that, you'll read rather than the word quicken or quickeneth, you might read gives life, made alive, uh, life-giving spirit, and, and, and words like that, which is fine because that's what it is. Let me, uh, you know, I don't, I don't argue often for one translation over the other, but you know that I like the older one. And one of, one of the reasons why I like it, not only because I like English stuff uh, and, and a lot of our English history, our hymn book, our classic commentaries, will all use the older version, and so you, it's good to parallel those. But it's also good for our vocabulary because the older version teaches us a vocabulary that we basically discard with the newer versions because we're looking for easy words so we look for easy words that people know today and that's good because you want meaning you want you want to transfer meaning to people and let them understand the meaning but at the same time uh you know we do away so so uh you know a person may never understand what the word "quick" means because you never see it in their Bible, you know. Uh, so uh, I, there's, a re- there's one reason for the the older words is that it just teaches us vocabulary words, and I think that's good many times. That's just a bias I have. <laughs> it means nothing beyond that. Okay, so uh, to be to to make alive now. As I went through each one and looked up every place this word is used, um, I put them in three categories. So I think in our New Testament, as the New Testament uses these, uh, it will use it in one of these three ways. So the first way that the New Testament uses it is to just give life to anything, like zoology, like biology. God gives life to everything that there is. And everything that has life, that life has come from God, their creator, all right? So in uh, 1 Timothy 6, 13, I give thee charge in the sight of God who quickeneth all things, who gives life to all things. And before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. So isn't that true? In him was life, and the life was light of men. Uh, by he, by him were all things made, there was not anything made that was made, so God has given life to everything. 1 Corinthians 15.36 is similar, where Paul, speaking of the resurrection and the question people have of the resurrection, says, Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened, except it die. New King James, not made alive unless it dies. So the seed that you put in the ground isn't going to grow a plant. You aren't going to have something in your garden unless that seed dies. And if it dies, then it will be resurrected. It will be quickened, made alive. I often, I, I have stood often at gravesides when the funeral service is done and we've gone to the cemetery and here's this casket it's about to be lowered into the ground and the person in it uh, is gone but the body is there and there are many things you can say about that but one interesting thing to me is that you can stand there and you can look around and you can see trees you can see blades of grass you could see flowers maybe growing, and everything that has grown and is alive had to be put in the ground and die. So all around us, in every cemetery and everywhere else, are God's illustrations of resurrection, God's illustrations of something that has died and now is living. Beyond that even, you and I would not stay alive ourselves if we didn't eat the things that have died and been made alive. So God keeps us alive even at that by eating things that have died and made alive. And then Jesus uses that of himself and says at one place in John 6, if you eat not my flesh and blood, you have no life in you. So for us to stay alive spiritually, we partake of him. We'll be reminded of that tonight in the Lord's table as we partake of symbols that symbolize the lord's body so he gives life to everything let me read these four to you i'll give them to you You can turn or or listen or if you're writing down acts ten forty-two. and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of god to be the judge of quick and dead he is the judge of quick and dead Sounds funny in our English, I know. The living, King James New has it. But of course, he will be the judge of the living and the dead. So when the Lord comes back, even if you haven't died, you still have to stand before your judge. It'll be true of saved people at the rapture and so forth. It'll be true of lost people at the white throne judgment. He will judge the quick, the living that is, and the dead. Second for, uh, Timothy 4.1, where Paul is ending his book, and he says, he says to Timothy, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Says the same thing again. Then we have Hebrews 4.12, which I referred to a little bit ago, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I I have this image in my mind of being a kid and reading this verse, of course in the older version when I was younger, and seeing a, a little a little book with little legs underneath it and it's running across the front of the desk. <laughs> you know, the word of God is quick. There it goes. You know, how how do you understand that? So there's a good a good reason for a newer word sometimes with children. Yet it's good to understand what. That word means too. It means living. The Word of God is living and powerful, the word energetic. So the Word of God is quick and powerful. And then uh, 1 Peter 4 5, he uses it also in this sense uh, who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? So the living and the dead. So in these verses, let's see how many we have. uh, Six of the six verses in the New Testament where the word quick is used, it refers to just something that's alive, whether God will judge those that are alive as well as those that are dead or whatever, and the word of God being alive. Interesting. So second category for the word quick is spiritual life then, of course, because we are dead in our trespasses and sins, And so we need to be made alive by the Holy Spirit, so obviously the New Testament is going to refer to this. I think I'd put these verses in that category, beginning with John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So as he finished that discord about, you know, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, which sounds odd to us, but he qualifies that later by saying, it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I'm talking to you about are spirit, and they are life. Okay, so the spirit that quickeneth, the spirit that gives life. Ephesians 2.1, again, then I just alluded to, you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So you're dead, you need to be quickened, but not from this time from physical death, from spiritual death. So we are given life, made living again because of this. Then Ephesians 2.5, a few verses down from that, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Always when we're quickened together, we're raised together. It puts a prefix on the word, S-Y-N, like synthetic, two things brought together. We are quickened together with him. As he was raised, we'll be raised. As a matter of fact, as he was raised, we are raised. Good is raised from the dead. Then Colossians 2.13, very similar. You, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh... Hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses? Now those three, especially in our New Testament, speak of this very thing. Then one the third category is resurrected life. So one is Bi- biological life that all things have. Number two, spiritual life that God gives to those who are regenerated. He quickens us that way. But thirdly, he will quicken us from the dead. And there's a lot of reference to our resurrection with this word. So John five twenty one, "'For as the Father raiseth up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will.'" So, uh, he was resurrected, we will be, the Father raiseth up the dead, quickeneth them, reference to resurrection. Romans uh, 4.17, Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. He quickeneth the dead. He gives life to the dead. Romans 8.11, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So, again, our resurrection is dependent upon the resurrection of Christ, and the same God who who raised Christ from the dead will one day raise us from the dead. Paul says the same thing in 1 Thessalonians 4. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, then we also, uh, which believe in Jesus, will God bring with him. So uh, dependent on that. So wherever, by the way, wherever you are, your mortal bodies will be quickened. Uh, That will be a great day, won't it? I... uh, my article for Aletheia, I'll mail out tomorrow, and I'm talking about prophecy, and in that I talk about resurrection, and make the point that, you know, when the rapture happens, it will be the most fantastic cataclysm since the universal flood of Noah. Millions of people alive are gone, and millions, maybe more, who have died will come out of the ground, stand up, and then go meet the Lord in the air. So wherever the body is on, you know, uh, Isaiah in his prophecy said, Israel said, our bones are very dry (laughs) and they'll turn, they've turned to dust, you know. Well, a lot of, there's a lot of dust spread all over the world. There are some bodies that never got to be buried and were disintegrated or whatever, uh, or eaten by wild animals and carried to the far corners of the earth and won't it be interesting to see how God puts it back together uh you know my I heard a guy preaching one time and he he kind of lost his audience at this place but he's talking about this kind of thing and so he 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 kind of came up with this illustration about a guy he heard of that was working in a car factory, or well he's working in a steel plant and the steel was going to make cars And the guy fell into the molten, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Not lava, but, you know, liquid and that. And he was gone. I mean, you don't recover him. falls in there. So so he's preaching on the resurrection. He says, can you imagine, you know, this steel was used to make cars with. (laughs) And so here's a car driving down the road and the rapture happens and the left fender all of a sudden flies off and goes up in the air. (laughs) And he, he kind of said, I kind of lost track of where I was at in thinking about that. <laughs> well, well, you know, there will be a reviving of things of the, bo- of the mortal body, wherever it's gone. I don't know if the fender has to leave <laughs> to go with it, or the shark that ate the human being has to go, I don't know, you know, but... It'd be, it'll be a wonderful thing when God reconstructs the bodies again from wherever they've gone. Okay, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, of course, is the resurrection chapter. So 1 Corinthians 15, 45, as it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a quickening spirit, a life-giving spirit. You got death from Adam. From the first Adam, you got death. But from the second Adam, you get life. Uh, you get death into the ground because of the first Adam's sin. You get life up out of the ground because of the second Adam's resurrection and his life. And then 1 Peter three eighteen, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Put to death in the flesh, quickened by the Spirit. And then, uh, just by way of note, there are three verses where that Greek word is used, but it's not translated quickened. And so the old version also uh, uses the word life in 2 Corinthians three six and Galatians 3.21. Uh, uh, in those three verses, it's translated, he has given life. And in 1 Corinthians uh, 15, 20, he, they've been made alive. So actually, the, the old King James uses the word made alive three different times also to translate this word. So uh, it just liked you know, they liked that word quicken. I was thinking somewhere, and I, and this has gone through my mind last night and this morning, and I can't, there, there's a song in our songbook somewhere that has the word quicken in it. If you remember what that is, let me know. Uh, it'll come to me one of the, at the strangest time, probably in the middle of my sermon next hour. And if it does, I'm going to say amen. So... Uh, there's somewhere in our songbook, there's a, there's a hymn that has the word quick, and I can't think of what it is. But um, can you think of English expressions that we have that use the word quick in, in some way similar to this? The one I could think of is that, uh, that you, you cut to the quick. You know, you, you cut me to the quick, maybe, uh, to the very part of my soul, the very part of my, lo- of my living. Uh, cut to the quick. Any other expressions like that? You'll think of them. Okay, so uh, that is that is our study on our on the word or on the letter Q. I'm glad to get past this one. <laughs> R and S will be a lot easier next week to to, to talk about. But I, it's been kind of fun to to go through this alphabet series and uh maybe i'll uh, i'll come back to quantum later on sometime <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about that but uh we have been given life through our lord jesus christ let's pray father thank you then for our lesson this morning and thank you for uh, the time that we spend together here and as we have reviewed the fact that you are the god who gives life to all we we have life in our body uh, we breathe life in our lungs thanks to you as, as the great creator. We thank you, Father, that you've quickened us when we were dead in our trespasses and sins so that we are alive unto you and are called your children and you are our Father. Thank you for that. And then, Father, also we anticipate, we look forward to and thank you that there's going to be a resurrection day when bodies that we've put in the ground of loved ones will come out and we will all go together with them and with all alive to meet the Lord in the air. So we thank you and praise you for these great promises and this uh, great uh, subject and truth that we have in your scripture. Bless it to our hearts, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right.